0: If it's not what lights you up, if it's the thing that's gonna suck energy from you, then you don't wanna pursue that. It might help you pay the bills right now, but how do I find my purpose? Now that is a loaded question. In today's episode, I am going to attempt to break it down for you. Every single human being on this planet is gifted. We usually know what we don't like and we're much quicker to answer that. And that is also telling. Getting feedback is the antidote to overthinking because it helps you just get out of your head. You are so close to your zone of genius and the world is, you know, it's your oysters for the taking. Okay, so let's dive in. I wanna show you my framework that will help you demystify the whole process of how to find your purpose Welcome to Daring Forward, where we feature ordinary women doing extraordinary things and learn practical lessons and action steps to help you live courageously. I'm your host, Sahar to Day. Now, if you're ready, let's dare forward. How do I find my purpose? Now that is a loaded question and in today's episode I am going to attempt to break it down for you. I have a framework that has personally helped me and if you're anything like me, I know that when I've asked myself what's my purpose, I've just most of the time in the past have ended up just getting into an overthinking cycle and feeling stuck. So. Today, what I want to help you do is get yourself out of analysis paralysis and overthinking and out of your head and into taking action. And if you're new around here, hi, I'm Sahar Twesijay. I'm the host of the Daring Forward channel and podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and digital marketer, as well as being a super proud wife and mom of four. And also to all my podcast listeners, it would be really helpful if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, because it really helps us reach more people. Okay, so let's dive in. I want to show you my framework that will help you demystify the whole process of how to find your purpose and turn it into action steps and something that is actually practical that you can walk through. Step number one, I want to challenge you to go and ask three friends that you trust, okay? And the reason why I say that is because I'm going to ask you to do something that might be a little bit uncomfortable. I want you to, whether you give them a call or text them or email them, Morse code doesn't matter, right? As long as you ask them these questions, I want you to ask them, what do you think is my superpower? How do you think I add value? What do you think my most special like gifts, skills, talents are? You know, if you feel like you're really uncomfortable with this process, you can ask them, I would be so happy to do that in return for you. I'm just doing an exercise that's related to building my business or you can make up something. Um, The point is, I want you to challenge yourself and do it even if you feel uncomfortable. And the reason why is because when you ask other people, you are asking for feedback. And one of the things that will help you in this journey is feedback. Getting feedback is the antidote to overthinking, because it helps you just get out of your head. You know, all of us have these stories, whether we've had bad experiences in the past, maybe our parents have put some, you know, restraints or identities on us that weren't us, or whatever it may have been. We all have these stories that we tell ourselves why we can't pursue a dream or a particular purpose that we have. And so when you just ask the people that you trust The evidence and see what they have to say in return, you're going to start to see patterns. And this exercise is so fascinating. I've done it myself because sometimes, and this is something that I've just realized, is that you are so close to your zone of genius. Every single human being on this planet is gifted in some way, shape, or form. And when you're gifted, it's so easy to you that you think that everybody else is like you, right? And so because it's so easy for you it's very easy for you not to value it as something that is valuable and can add value to other people you just kind of take it for granted it's typically the thing people ask you oh how how do you do that and you're like i don't know i just do like it, it's it's not a big deal you know so Just pay attention to what people say and try to spot those patterns. So that is like the very first step to help you get out of your head and get external feedback to yourself. Step number two is I want you to sit down with a journal and a pen and just make a list. I want you to make a list of what are the things that you think you're good at? What do you think the skills that you've gained are? And do this exercise where I've just asked you to ask your friends, do it to yourself. I want you to think, The broad picture, anything and everything that comes to mind, this is just a brainstorming exercise. I want you to dump everything that you believe about yourself. So what are your skills that you've acquired over the years? Whether you want to pursue them or not, that's not the point. I just want you to make a list of everything. Secondly, what are your character traits? And thirdly, what do you believe you're gifted at and what are you good at? And you can also write a list of the things that you love doing as well. And then once you've written everything down, I just want you for now to keep a record of it. So make sure that you keep this list somewhere safe um, that you can refer to later because as we continue on, you're going to have to use it again. Step number three, I want you to refer to that journal once again, and I want you to create a new list this time. And this time I want you to make a list of everything that you used to love and enjoy as a child. Now. The reason for this is because we are all designed and born with innate gifts and talents and things that we love. And typically what happens is when we get older, you know, life hits us and adulting hits us and some of us become parents and have kids or all these responsibilities. It's very easy to put aside the child and and her needs, kind of continue on with your responsibilities because, you know, you somebody has to pay the bills. So... The reason for this exercise is I want you to go back to dreaming again as you were with a child. What did you used to love to do? For example, I used to love being in my room and just organizing things. Like my bedroom was my safe place. Like you can obviously tell I'm an introvert. And I just used to love organizing everything. I would organize my closet. I would organize things in my drawers. I'd organize my toys. I used to have my journals and my pens. And so I now see that process and how I'm still fulfilling that part of my life in different ways. I used to love writing and journaling. I still love writing. It's like one of my favorite ways of communicating. And now the skill of organizing has really helped serve me in running and starting multiple businesses and leading. I did not realize that I had a knack for systems and processes because I've been doing it as a kid. Something else that I used to do as a child was I used to love connecting with people. Like I was that kid in class, whenever we had like an exchange student coming in, I would be the one that would put my hand up and I would want them to sit next to me because I was just so fascinated by people who were different than me and their cultures. I just wanted to hang around them and learn from them. And I would just want to hear their stories And I did not see that that was a skill in any way, shape, or form. I did not work hard for it. It was just something that came so naturally to me. And now I can see how it served me so well in being a podcast host. Like I did not know that back in the day, there were no podcasts. I didn't think of myself as someone who could sit down and build community or interview people or have deep and meaningful conversations. So the child version of who you are... She wants to come out and play. And let me tell you, when you just pay attention to the things that you used to love, it's gonna bring so much joy into your life, so much ease, and just so much fun. Step number four is I want you to now make another list. And this time I want you to make a list of all the things that you do not enjoy and you do not like. I'm sure you've probably experienced this. Like if I was to ask you or somebody sometimes, so what do you want to do with your life? Or what do you like? And sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know. But if you ask someone, what don't you like? We usually know what we don't like and we're much quicker to answer that. And that is also telling And it's also important for you to make that list so that as you are on this journey of discovering your purpose and learning and figuring it out, you use those things that you don't like as a guide rail for (laughs) this is not the direction I want to go in. And this is just an important note to make because sometimes, especially when it comes to like in the context of business, where you can easily build a business that's successful because there is so much demand for it or go into a career. You know, it's not just business related, even when it comes to making a career choice, you can easily pick something because you know you're going to get paid well for it. But if it's something that you know that you don't like, even if you can do it, but it's just like this thing is so soul sucking, further down the line is going to catch up with you. And so you just want to be aware of that. So that it will help you with the decision-making process as you're having those options. And again, going back to the business example, sometimes there's so much demand for a particular type of service or product, but if it's not what lights you up, and actually if if it's the thing that's going to suck energy from you, then you don't want to pursue that. It might help you pay the bills right now, but eventually you're going to feel the need to pivot because ultimately that sense of fulfillment is not coming from the work that you're doing. So pay attention to the things that you don't like as well. It can be very telling. Step number five is where we bring it all together. There's this Japanese concept. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm probably butchering the name, but the concept is basically Ikigai, which is a combination of four different things. The first one is what you love. The second one is what the world needs. The third one is what you can get paid for. And the fourth thing is what you're good at. So you've already kind of made a list of the three things when it comes to you. The only missing piece right now is what the world needs. And this is where you go out and do a bit of research and uh, look into what's their demand for out there in the world. Now you're bringing in the things that you love, you're skilled at, you're good at, and you can actually get paid for because sometimes you can be good something or love something, but there is no market for it and therefore you can't get paid for it. So it's the combination of all these four things is where I'd like to suggest that your purpose lies, because it's going to bring the fulfillment, the joy, the income, and it's going to meet the demand. And honestly, a huge part of the purpose element is service of others and making an impact. What is your contribution to the world, to your community, to your family? When you combine all these things, that's your happy place. Step number six is try your best to be flexible with the process, especially now when it comes to doing your market research and trying to find out what the demand is out there in the world. And the reason for that is because sometimes we can have an idea in our head of what we think people want, but when you hit the ground running, you start to realize that actually the feedback is completely different. And so when you find yourself in that scenario, it's not about Throwing away all the work that you've done, it's more so about asking yourself, how can I pivot? How can I meet the demand? How can I be flexible? So you're just going to have to apply a little bit of creative thinking and try to fit the things that you're good at, the things that you love and you're skilled at and you can be paid for to meet the demand. Now, to give you a quick example, I experienced this when I launched my Pinterest business. I got into Pinterest marketing because I was actually a food blogger and a health blogger. And that's how I found success through blogging. And all my traffic came through Pinterest at the time or the majority of it. And I found that a lot of people were asking me more about how I was growing my blog than they were about my recipes. So that was feedback that was telling me, okay, I'm actually enjoying the business side of things way more than the recipes and the wellness. So I'm going to pivot to that. After doing that, I decided to pivot into Pinterest marketing through creating an online course because that was the quickest way for me to be able to teach as many people as possible. And I created my course. I started selling my course. There was so much demand for Pinterest marketing. So many people wanted to learn how to use the platform for their businesses, for their creative businesses, but they didn't really get it. So my course was meeting the demand for that, but then I quickly realized something else. I realized that there was a category of people who really saw the value of Pinterest marketing, but they didn't have the time. Like they were what I would call more seasoned entrepreneurs. So my course really helped the solopreneur, if you like. There was another whole segment of the market. And so they were like, I see it. I just don't care for doing it myself. I wish someone would do it for me. And so what I realized then is like, ah, there's a whole need of done-for-you services. And so that's when I pivoted again. That was basically how I created our marketing agencies. I started off with Pinterest marketing and started helping out clients and getting clients that way. So this goes to show you that just because you have an idea in your head, on the ground, it can look completely different And so when you meet that feedback that's completely different to what you thought in your head, you can sit down and now assess how you want to move forward to meet the demand or to uh, accommodate the feedback that you're getting. Step number seven is pay attention to your emotional state. What are your emotions telling you about the activities that you're doing? Now, I have an approach to it that's two-pronged, if you like. The first one is how you're wired by design. And the other one is more about the product of your circumstances. So approaching the first one, which is how you're wired by design is all about, what are the things that I'm curious about naturally? Like you just find yourself, you know, when you're supposed to be sleeping, but you're up at 2 a.m. and you're Googling things, right? What are the things that you're Googling and consistently researching? What are you curious about? That is hugely telling about possibly what your purpose could be. And the second one is, What are the things and activities that bring you joy? What feels easy to you? And typically curiosity and joy go hand in hand, right? Like nobody's curious about stuff they don't care about, right? So pay attention to these two emotions because that will tell you, okay, I'm very curious and or excited in my element when I am doing this or learning about this. Pay attention to that. Now, the other aspect is being a product of your circumstances. And in this part, you want to pay attention to your negative emotions, particularly anger. What makes you angry? What injustices do you see in the world that just drive you up the wall and make you mad? It could also be things that have happened to you in your past where life happened to you and because life happened to you, you feel a sense of courage rise up where it's like, because this happened to me, I don't want this to happen again to anybody else. That is hugely telling. And those emotions, although they feel negative, can actually be very fruitful because you can use all that fuel to do more good in the world. So pay attention to that as well. So curiosity, fun, and also anger are huge emotions that will point you in the right direction. Step number eight is I want you to ask yourself, what are the things or the thing that I can just blab on about without any notes and I could just talk about this topic forever and ever and ever? You know when it's like (laughs) the best way to describe this is, especially when I first became a mom, like I realized that I quickly had to learn how to read people because I could talk about my kids for days, like I would talk about all the things that were funny, the things that they've done. Like I just, I was donating on them all the time and I could could not stop talking about them. And I learned to pay attention to when people's eyes kind of to, you know, when, when people are just clocking out of the conversation, it's like, oh, they're not as interested about this as I am. Right. So there are certain topics where you're so happy to talk about it and you can go on without the other person interjecting. You want to pay attention to that. But I also want to let you know and encourage you that just because no one around you is interested does not mean that there's no demand or market for it. We live in a time like no other where you can find your people online and you can find people that are as curious about the thing that you're crazy about Then they might be in another part of the world that you don't know of. So there's all these micro niches that you can tap into and the world is You know, it's your oysters for the taking. So don't let your immediate network discourage you, but do pay attention to the thing that, you know, you just can talk about all the time because that is also telling about what you're passionate about. Step number nine. Now we're going to get into like the taking action bit. What are the opportunities that are available to you right now that are within your reach? Sometimes we tell ourselves, like we have this idea of, what our purpose is. Like, let's say you want to write a book, but you don't know any publishers, you don't know the publishing industry, you've never written anything of that scale before. And so you talk yourself out of it because you're like, who am I? I can't write the book. I want you to ask yourself, what are the opportunities that are available to you right now? Maybe you can't write a book right now because you're in the thick of having kids or you know you have a full-time job and responsibilities and you don't have the time To just whack out a whole book. Okay. Can you write a piece for a magazine? Do you have a friend who is looking for content? Can you go on a Facebook group online and find a group of writers? One of the things that I've done is whenever I wanted to pursue something and pursue an opportunity that felt beyond my reach, what I tend to do is I find the community of people who are already doing it. And I put myself in that space because I find that in the proximity of people who are thinking and doing the thing that I want to do, but maybe I don't have time for, is it keeps the dream front and center. And I start to hear how those people think. Like, if I want to be a writer, I need to be around writers. How do writers think? What does their day-to-day look like? What part of what they're doing can I implement right now in my life with the little time that I have. You know, maybe you want to, if you want to be a podcaster, start hanging out with podcasters. You want to start your own product business, find a community of people who are doing it. Ask people, you know, maybe you might not be able to get paid. Can you help a friend who is doing something that you want to do? There are so many opportunities that are right within reach. If you just stop long enough and have a think and be a little bit creative about this process, Once you start doing that and you start taking action on it, the next step becomes revealed to you. None of us know the full picture. You just have to take the next step that is available to you right now. Step number 10. I want to start off step number 10 with this quote that I really love by Oscar Wilde. If you want to be a grocer or a general or a politician or a judge, you will invariably become it. That is your punishment. If you never know what you want to be, if you live what some might call the dynamic life, but what I will call the artistic life, if each day you are unsure of who you are and what you know, you will never become anything. And that is your reward. Now, I wanted to share this quote because, like I said earlier, finding my purpose took me such a long time to figure out. And I would get hung up and stuck on it for so long because ultimately I would mistake my purpose for my identity and when you separate your purpose from who you are it is the most freeing thing because we as people like to define ourselves by the things that we do like you know i i'm a doctor i'm an engineer i'm an entrepreneur and sometimes those labels can hem us in because we feel like we can't do anything else because i am this thing and that's when we can feel like we're stuck when you separate your purpose from who you are like who you are is you are loved i believe that i was created and I am loved, and there is nothing that I can ever do to prove that I am more worth of love. I already am. It is who I am. So once I embody that and believe that, I am now released to do what I feel like I need to do in the moment. And the reality is your purpose can change from season to season. There was a time where my purpose was to Uh, volunteer and serve my local community at my church, and that was what I did for like a good decade of my life. Another time of my life, my season was to just be mom and raise my kids and be with them. And now it's my season to build and be an entrepreneur and try all these different things. And who knows what my purpose will be in the next five or 10 years. The truth is, I don't know what that looks like now. All I know is what my next right step is, following joy and curiosity, and taking it one step at a time. I'll get to where I need to. I truly believe that. And I believe that the same is for you. Which leads me to step number 11. I've already gone ahead of myself. But really what I want to say at this point is, it's okay if it takes time. And it's okay if you're not sure what that looks like. The important thing is that you take action. Just take action. What can you do today? What is available to you? What are the opportunities that are right in front of you? It does not have to be complicated. Keep it simple and just take it one step at a time. And before you know it, you will be doing amazing and incredible things. And you look back and be grateful to this day where you've taken action and just did something about it, even if you didn't know it. Most of the people that you admire and look up to probably had no idea that they would end up where they were. In this journey of following your purpose, there is no certainty. All there is, is just doing what you know to do that is right and taking action on that. And that, in a nutshell, is my framework for finding your purpose. Now, if anything has resonated with you, like with everything that I teach, take what applies to you. Let me know in the comments below what's resonated with you or what you want to give a go. And if you're listening to the podcast, feel free to just jump on Instagram and send me a DM and let me know what's resonating with you. I love hearing from you guys. And before you leave, I want to let you know that I have a monthly newsletter called Soul Food Sunday, where I typically talk about things like this, things of the heart, how to look after yourself and this journey of finding your purpose and daring forward. So that's it for today. Until next time, make sure that you live courageously and dare forward. Thanks for tuning in today. All the resources mentioned in the show are linked below if you're watching on YouTube and linked in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then I want to invite you to help us spread our message by choosing one of four ways. One, subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast. Two, leave a review if you're listening to the podcast. It really helps. Three, let me know in the comments below what the key takeaways were for you in today's episode. And four, share this episode with one friend who could use a little bit of courage today. And if you want to binge our episodes, may I suggest you watch this episode right here if you're watching on YouTube. That's it. Until next time, don't forget to live courageously and dare forward.